We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. I hope that it can occur in a, a civil way, and I, 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 I mean civil in a special way, I, peaceful. The biggest question, in, maybe in economics and politics of the coming decade, will be what to do with all these useless people. I just see the need for such a dialogue, and I see the need for action. I see the need for a great reset. We are 192 weeks into two weeks to flatten the curve. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Johnny Emshin alongside Bruce Adams for Tech Tuesday, a very interesting Tech Tuesday, I might add. We have some interesting stuff we're going to talk about. How are you doing today, Bruce? I am healthy and alive. Very good, very good. Um, I suppose we shall start with this. Amazon is now going to uh, use a map view, and it's going to uh, create a digital map of your smart home. Isn't that great? Isn't that good news? Now, you've warned about this kind of stuff before with those robot vacuums and mm -hmm. how they map out your house already. Well, Amazon's going to take it a step further. Yeah, they're going to use their Amazon device. Um, now, the argument is, is you'll be able to control more easily control your smart house. You know, the, all the devices again, you have in your home and, again, you know, the, some of the... Yeah, your convenience. Um, except uh, I, I don't like the idea of a corporation or a company having access to my home. Um, like, I, I just, <laughs> we've already, I bring this up every time this comes up, but we've already talked about when Texas had that big freeze and, um, you know, people actually died and a lot of damage was done and whatnot uh, because of it. The electric company was cutting people's thermostat they were they were turning it down they, they were lowering the temperature so that they were using less electricity that's because they were all using smart devices uh, for their thermostats and it was something that the company that the the electric provider uh, was saying hey if you do this you'll save on your electric bill and you know your convenience uh, that's the kind of thing that I'm, I'm have an issue with here because let's say you have, you have a, uh, a night with your significant other and you're sitting around watching a movie together, right? Having dinner together. Okay. And let's just say there's, um, a bit of a shortage on the green energy that they're, um, proposing, uh, things like just a little wind shortage. and solar, just a just little a shortage. I mean, it, it, it doesn't happen. I mean, you know, wind and solar is just... It, it's such a great, um, in a, in, in, inexpensive um, energy reliable. provider. You forgot reliable. Reliable. Yeah, and reliable. Um, let's just assume you're watching a movie and then, um, oh, we, we see that um, there, there's a bit of a shortage on electricity. So we're going to have to curb some of people's usage or you've been in front of the TV too long or whatever the case is, whether it's a social credit system or whether it's a, 
uh, just simply the electric company saying you're using too much energy. Uh, you need to cut back because whatever. I, I'm sorry. Are are you guys are you guys cool with that? You're you're paying for a service, and the company's going to tell you no, you can't use the service. Yeah, I I have some four letter words I want to use to um, share with them for that for for that kind of thing. So uh, I like to stay as analog as I possibly can, or as dumb my electronics as dumb as possible. Bruce, I don't think wire brush is a four letter word. No, that's true. Uh, that's true. That 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 is a that is a great. Uh, Yes. For those that have been around long enough, yes, you understand. Exactly. I'm sorry, buddy. I had to. I had to. No. You just you left the door wide open for that one. I, I, I actually legitimately forgot about that one to, to reference that, to be to be fair. I, I, uh, but this is something we've been talking about. You, you mentioned it with the, the Roomba or whatever the hell, the, the cleaning uh, robots and whatnot. They were actually tracking that that, that was known. You, you hook it up to your Wi-Fi and then it maps out your house. Now, this was probably uh, now that they have this device out or, or this app out to uh, map your home like this, that was probably kind of the, shall we say, training data that they were using was from that. Um, yeah, now now you have this. It may be convenient. And in fact, if this were something that like um, I had an app and, you know, you could you could set it up and it was all under your control. If this was 100% under your control, none of the data got out, you had full control of the data, okay? Perfect world scenario. Yeah, this is this is pretty neat. Uh, it, it is actually pretty convenient and whatnot. It, it, it would be like, for example, you're, you're, you're there with your significant other, and it's like, hey, you know what? Um, we're getting hungry. We want to, you know, just kick the oven on while you two are snuggling on the couch watching the movie or whatever. Uh, you can turn the oven on so it's preheated so you can, uh, you know, uh, go fix dinner or whatever together. Whatever the case is, um, it would be convenient. But uh, the, the security risks that are involved are not worth it. No, they never have been. This launched on November 14th in a public preview for Amazon customers. The new map interface allows you to create a digital version of your home's floor plan and pin your Alexa connected devices to each room. Now you have a single place where you can quickly access excuse me, where you can quickly check the status of everything that's in that room. You can see which Echo device is playing music, you can see the temperature, and you can see if the lights are on or off. I actually would have fun with this if I knew somebody had this. I would access it to play like, uh, you know, I'd rickroll them or something while they're listening <laughs> to music or something like that, you know? You know, I... Uh, I know somebody that had all this stuff, not not to this level. I mean, this is obviously this is something new, but they had everything in their house on this this Amazon device, everything, every lamp, every electronic that was in the house was connected to this thing. And I was telling this person, what on earth are you doing? Tear all this stuff out and being from the Midwest, take it out back and use it for target practice. That's the best thing you can do. And you know what I was told? You're just being paranoid. So I propose the idea that the corporations are getting this and it could also filter down to the government because the government says, hey, we want this data. And the, uh, the companies are just like, yeah, sure, here you go. They, no warrants or anything. But that aside, I, I kind of alluded to the idea by playing a prank on someone. These systems are not safe. Uh, what happens if it you have someone with much more malicious intent than just rickrolling someone? What if it's a stalker? What if it's someone that like, let's say you have kids. What if it's somebody that's uh, interested in uh, kidnapping your kids for whatever reason? 
they have access to know exactly which room that there is probably theirs because as you said um you have what device is active what music's playing you can tell what person what kind of person is in that room what gender it is based on the music they're listening to you can narrow down a lot of information from uh what this this app would give access to it's just there's so many risks those uh in-home survey we've had people talk about um the little baby monitors that they they have nowadays um you've had people uh, stalkers would access it and we're talking to they've uh, the baby you're watching and yeah yeah they've yeah. hacked the google nest systems before and they've they've actually i was reading a story i i think even one of the the mainstream media hacks did a um uh, did a story on this once and somebody hacked into I want to say it was a Google Nest device in a couple's home, and they found that there was someone talking to their infant who was upstairs in their room in their crib. And not only did they start talking to that infant, but they also turned the heat up in that particular room. That's a problem. That is indeed a problem. And you're now giving access to someone with malicious intent to all of your electronics that are hooked up to this. No, thanks. No, thank you. All right, moving right along here. I know that we don't like to talk about politics on these. We kind of like to stay apolitical. We've got an interesting topic to discuss after this one. But I thought that this one deserved a little bit of airtime. And I know it's going to be a little bit political. And I, I do apologize for that. Uh, but nearly one third of young adults, I'm going with the Gen Zers here, so 18 to 29, are getting their news from, God help us, TikTok. In 2020, the share of Americans aged 18 to 29, who could say the same was just 9%, according to a new poll from Pew Research. An additional 43% of TikTok users reported consuming news on the platform, up 22% from 2020. This is a serious problem. I know people that are in the generation above this, so our age bracket, and they get their news from TikTok. That is an even bigger problem. You, you don't mean that an app controlled by the CCP is a problem for oh, people yeah. getting their... Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, oh. I certainly do. Yeah, that's a, that's a big problem. I don't see how you can equate TikTok and news in the same sentence. Uh, uh, I agree. Um, Isn't it supposed to be and, like these short video things? Isn't that what it's supposed to be about? Uh, yeah. Well, it's supposed to be like YouTube, but short, like YouTube shorts, I guess. That's the co competition to uh, TikTok. Um <laughs> Honestly, the only reason we're the only reason we're doing that, I'm sorry to interject. The only reason we're doing that is because of TikTok, because TikTok's main objective was to shorten attention spans. Yes, much like uh, social media in general. Uh, it does that. It's a bit. OK, for those of you that are uh, skeptical that this is a, a, a CCP operation, if you will, take the time to use a VPN and access TikTok from different countries. And you will find that all the Western countries, the media that they push is very left-leaning, very, shall we say, progressive. Um, whereas the stuff that they push in their own country is the exact opposite. It's very, um, well, I'll give you an example. There's a lot of uh, push of content that is the gender-affirming nonsense that's happening. And, you know, all of you won't find that in China. You won't find that um, on the East. Uh, so it is very much a tool they're using to uh, infect the West. Now, the next problem I have is how are you going to vet all of this as the younger generations? What effort are you putting into uh, watching that TikTok and then using um, your spare time to research those things and find out the truth? No, of course you're not. You're doom scrolling. Uh, the, the people that that get their news from there. So uh, it's a problem. 
It is a serious problem. And so uh, that's what people do. They just take things at face value because they don't have time. They're moving right on to the next thing and so on and so forth. And that's what it turns into. All right. This is a very odd topic, but we're going to discuss it anyway. Uh, and we were kind of toying around with it uh, before we started. Um, <laughs> all right. I'm going to try and do this without a, without laughing. Okay. But I, just to be clear, I don't subscribe to this stuff. I, I don't. I never have. And I'm not going to start now. There's been a lot of talk of this UFO stuff that's going on and so much so that the Department of Defense and whatever, they've, they've opened up a, a website for the public to see to put out all this stuff or whatever. Okay. Right. That's fine if that's what you want to do to the average public. And that particular cult following is gobbling that stuff up hook, line and sinker. Fine. I don't care. Right. If that's what you want to believe, you go right ahead. But I'm not going to subscribe to that same delusion. All right. I'm just not going to do it. But this article caught my attention and it, it triggered something else in me that I'm going to discuss that Bruce and I were talking about, which this part kind of puts things into a little bit of perspective. I don't have an explanation for it, but there is something about it that's not right. And that part does deserve some discussion and some airtime. So a woman spots two UFOs from her back garden, including one resembling the uh, the Tic Tac, whatever it was, that was spotted by the U.S. Navy, which they have released on said website that I just mentioned from back in 2004. And they say that the experts, well, they're just baffled on this. I don't know what to think of this. I, I don't. I, I don't have any explanation. But when I brought this up to you, Bruce, before we started, you said, yeah, everything seems kind of fishy except for the um, part where it just sat there and hovered. That right there is a, is a problem. And that that's what triggered that other thought in my head. But I'll let you talk on this first, and then I'll tell you what, what I got into the other night. So the UFO sightings, a lot of the ones that I've seen and heard about, it's been explained away as uh, it was a drone or it was some piece of technology that was, as an example, some of the Navy ones that we've seen. Uh, it was actually some aircraft or something that was much further out than they were thinking. So it looked like it was moving at, uh, you, you know, just stationary, not moving at all. And um, in fact, it was moving um, at a fair clip but because of the distance. You can't really tell, blah, blah, blah. That's the explanation they gave, which might work for the average person. But then you run into the issue of uh, that very same organization has some of the most precise radar uh, that could track that and find out that, no, it's actually moving at a fair clip. And w they, they would have already known that they would have known that even in the aircraft that was tracking it. Uh, so there's definitely some inconsistencies with these kind of things, with these sightings. I, I honestly have no explanation for it uh, other than it could be some kind of uh, military tech that's being tested. It, it's also, there's, I mean, there, there's the whole religious side of things and the, the you know, if you want to get into that world, it, it could be something uh, supernatural, paranormal, whatever. If you're not someone that's religious, you just paranormal. But there, there's definitely, there's definitely things that go on that people aren't privy to uh, in the mainstream. It's, it's kind of, it's viewed in a, in a kind of like a negative light, like, um, uh, you know how they talk about hauntings and those kind of things um, and like yeah, ghosts sure. and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, w w what's the ones that move stuff around? I'm, I'm trying to think of what that's called. Like um, the telekinetic things or whatever. Well, no, it's, it's like a 
it's a specific name of like a, a type of haunting. Uh, I forget what like it's the, called now. Is it like the off. possession, like when people are possessed or something, they can do that or something? No, it's not. It's not like a person that's doing it. It's like a. It's like there's nobody in the room or anything, and it's like stuff's moving oh, around. Just oh yeah, yeah. Randomly. There, there is a term for that. That's called. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. Do it. But yeah, I know anyway, what you're talking about. It it may surprise people that uh, go go take a a day's trip with someone that does exorcists, you know, the, the, those types in religious organizations. You'll find out that that a lot of that stuff is real. Um, the 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 whole possessions and the the people moving stuff the levitations the um uh, you know stuff moving around those are those are real but anyway back to the UFOs that part I have no explanation for other than I mean like I said uh, I have my own world views on what it could be but aliens in the sense of like you know gray men or or other intelligent life kind of other intelligent life if if it if it ends up being like supernatural stuff you know okay it's technically technically it's alien technically it's it's intelligent life technically but it's not foreign to us no all right so what triggered this in in the conversation we were having was i was watching and i I don't watch television that often but uh this this caught my my eye so there used to be a tv show on back in the 1990s it was called unsolved mysteries in in the u.s i don't know if it ever uh, went around the world but there was a a thing that was in there the other night and it was about something i want to say it was out in reno nevada okay so anybody that knows anything about that part of the u.s you basically you have the city and then everywhere around the outside of that city is desert so there's nothing there with the exception of usually like a military base or something and there just so happens to be an air force base that is just outside of that city and i'm pretty sure it was reno i could be could be mistaken but i'm not sure i I'm, but I, I i don't think i am but anyway now mind you back in the 1990s they did not have digital recording devices in the 1990s for the average person like we do now with all of our phones. Back then, everyone had their little home movie cameras, like the the dad with the camera that would put it up on his shoulder kind of thing, you know, that had the VHS tape in it. And that was the best you could get, right? And you were you were really making it if you had one of those, right? That, that's what it was. You, you, you've made it if you got one of those things. And everybody in the neighborhood wanted to see that thing. You were showing it off to all the other dads in the neighborhood, right? Because they wanted to have one too. Yeah, it was a big deal. It was a big deal. But this particular thing, when I saw this one, that's what triggered this article when I saw this. So I saw this this home video that this guy did. Like everybody in, in the city, they were rushing out of their houses because everybody saw the same thing. And you could clearly see all the people in the neighborhoods lined up down the streets, all looking at the same thing in the sky. And there were nine solid lights in the sky. And they were exactly the same distance apart from each other. They were evenly spaced all the way across that skyline just outside of town. And this was being caught from a stable home video camera in the 1990s. Nobody had any explanations. Everybody was freaking out. The police were called. They didn't have any answers. And so naturally, and uh, nobody in the in, in the city officials or anything like that, they didn't have any answers. The only other answer you could have would be, um, you know, maybe it's got something to do with that Air Force base out there. Not sure, but we're going to ask. And of course, being the government and being the Department of Defense, you know how forthcoming they're going to be when you ask them a question about something. They're not going to tell you a damn thing. And if they do tell you something, they're going to tell you exactly what they told these people. They said, oh, yeah, there was something there. Those were flares. That's what those were. Now, <laughs> I'm not an expert, okay? But I know well enough to 
be able to tell what a flare looks like, okay? Now, flares do not hang there in the same place, evenly spaced, for 20 minutes and then disappear. When flares go up, when the, when the military put a flare up, obviously, you know, they, they need that to illuminate the, the, the AO that they're in, right? If it's, if it's under certain blackout conditions, so they need that. When they put a flare up, it might take 10 to 15 minutes for it to come down, but it's coming down. You're going to see it come down. It's going to come down very slow because it's on a parachute. These were not on a parachute. They were hanging there for 20 minutes. The camera had it timestamped the whole way through. And it was really difficult to fake timestamps on things back then. For the average person at home couldn't do it unless you just, you know, you screwed up and you put the wrong time in when you programmed it. But a father with a family of four or five children is not going to do that because they want to know exactly when and where that happened when you go back and you watch with the kids five or ten years down the road. Oh, even even if you messed up and, and didn't enter the right uh, information, it still is going to have, you know, you'll still see it's 20 minutes. It, it 20 minutes. Yes, it was 20 so, minutes. Yeah, yeah it, it was 20 minutes. Absolutely. So what do you do when clearly you can see that? And, and we're not talking about some uh, far off, zoomed out, uh, grainy 7-Eleven security camera footage here, okay? I mean, this was pretty good footage, I have to say. And of course, being on Unsolved Mysteries, that's what the show was all about. There was no explanation for it. And they just kind of leave it open-ended. And I'm doing the same thing. I don't have any explanation for that. And I'm not alluding to one. But what I am saying is that what the military gave as an answer is complete BS. That is not what that was. So why wouldn't you just say, we didn't record anything that night and be done with it? That would be better than just boldface lying to the public about what that was that they saw. I, I, I've heard rumor when it comes to this kind of thing that um, it's just um, since the Roswell uh, incident, it was government. It's just the government uh, uh, creating these these um, illusions, if you will, uh, to further the idea that there's aliens out, out there. There's, uh, you know, UFOs, those kind of things, because it creates this it creates this culture, this this um, conspiracy culture and everything. And they, they can use that as disinformation. Um, they used it in the past. Um, this was this is actually government record. They did use this in the past to hide Things like uh, if, if uh, people are familiar with the F-117, that was actually a UFO, the B-2 uh, bomber. That was also uh, seen as a UFO in many uh, instances towards the, um, you know, Area 51. But those aircraft were different shapes and designs than what we're used to. F-117 is a triangular shape, very, uh, uh, you know, sharp angles, 45 degree angles, those kind of things. It's very a unique design compared to what we're used to in aircraft. So it would have been a very easy to see it and say, oh, that's a UFO. It's, it's triangular shaped, it's UFO. Um, when in fact it was one of something the military was doing. This creates a, uh, dis it's basically disinformation campaign that they can use against um uh, foreign powers, foreign uh, countries, because, uh, oh no, it was clearly, it was UFOs. It's just these crazy conspiracy theorists that has nothing to do with us. 
It's interesting you bring that up there. And by the way, the SR-71, uh, our first stealth aircraft, uh, the, the Blackbird, as it's more commonly known, of course, we don't use it anymore. Uh, it's still one of the fastest planes ever produced. That was actually, you could consider that one to be a UFO, the way that it was shaped. It was a triangular shaped. And, That's and true. It was, it was quite something the way that they developed that. Uh, and it was developed at Groom Lake, the facility at Groom Lake, which we call Area 51, because that's what they do out there. It's a test facility for experimental aircraft. And I remember I was listening to testimony of somebody that that worked out there. And he obviously he couldn't say everything that he did. And I understand that, you know, a lot of the stuff that they do out there is classified. But there were certain things that they could talk about. And the things that they could talk about were actually kind of funny. Like I said, it was a military test facility for uh, experimental aircraft, especially during the Cold War, the height of the Cold War. And what they used to do, because we used to have reconnaissance planes that would fly over, the Soviets would always send them over and we would send them back over and that kind of stuff. And we would try to shoot each other down and all that stuff. But whenever they were testing the SR-71 and they were close to something, when they would get back, they knew that the reconnaissance planes from the Soviets were coming over. So they would put them in the hangar. Right. So the planes would go into the hangar and they would shut the doors, but they would go to another hangar, open the doors up on that one, and they would wheel out these massive cardboard cutouts of just complete BS, whatever it was that they were working on. It would be like a square design or, a, or an oval or something like that, and it would be out there. And that's what the Soviet planes would catch when they were going over. They would purposely do that to throw them off. You would think the Soviets would know this because we literally have been doing that since World War II. We did that. Uh, with the, the, the inflatable tanks, tanks and yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? Now that you and I have been doing a lot of this research that we've been doing, how many moles did they have during that time? That's true. That, that That's true, too. So even if the that was more of a tit for tat kind of a scenario, it's not, you know, the, the actual information they had access to because of uh, people that were embedded in it. It was all for the public eye. Um, mm. That's what was going on. Flag. That is really funny. It is. It is. And it is, is something that you yourself would do. You know you would and don't deny it. Oh, oh, 100%. Absolutely. That is kind of like an embarrassment to your enemy. That, oh, yeah, that, that that would be. Like I said, I mean, I would I would rickroll someone using the, their smart app. So, yeah, of course, I'm going to do something like that. Do you have anything else today? Uh, nothing else really. Uh, nothing else really pressing uh, or in, in the in the tech sphere. Not really seen anything new per se uh, that's that's caught my attention or or uh, you know of interest. Well, we will go ahead and call this one done. Uh, I will see you later in the week for your regular day, and we will still be doing our our regular for this week with uh, with Marty. So even though there's a holiday in the U.S., it doesn't matter. Uh, I'm outside the U.S. and so is he. So we'll have a regular out on that day for our non-U.S. listeners. I will see you, Bruce, before the holiday. That will be it for today. Thank you for being here today. Thank you to all of the listeners. God bless everyone and have a great evening.